Thank you for downloading and welcome to Take Orally, the emergency medicine podcast recorded at Dream Queen's Medical Centre, Nottingham. In this episode, we'll be discussing headache. As ever, all information is correct at the time of recording. Any guidelines mentioned are correct for Nottingham University Hospitals NHS Trust. Other trust guidelines may vary. All views and opinions are the speaker's own. Hello, my name's Jamie. I'm one of the teaching fellows in emergency medicine. And I'm Charlie. I'm one of the teaching fellows in medicine and critical illness, and I also work on medical high dependency. Uh, so in this episode we're going to be talking about uh, headaches, a uh, particularly common and, and challenging presentation in uh, the emergency department and in acute medicine. Um, so Charlie, uh, when you're, you're not educating, you, you're, uh, you wear the hat of a medical registrar upstairs. Um, so, you know, F1s down here in ED or on your ward uh, will be clerking patients who present uh, with a headache. Um, what are the sort of key questions you would want that F1 to have asked the patient before they come in and speak to you? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, key questions for anyone with a headache, wherever they present, be it uh, primary care, ED, or the ones that sort of come via AMRU straight onto um, AMU, acute medical unit, um, you're going to start off with your pain history, basically. You mm. want to know about this headache. You want to know the site, uh, onset, the character, radiation, any associated features, the sort of time, uh, exacerbating relieving factors and the severity of this headache as well. Within that I'd expect you to find out uh, whether or not there was any trauma associated uh, with this headache um, and then that whether or not there's been any amnesia or confusion. Um, obviously you'll complete your systems review, you, you would be uh, trying to elicit any infected signs, so temperatures, any signs of meningism. Um, and obviously neurological features as well that might be associated with that. Um, in terms of uh, what I would expect in a, in a full clerking, um, you obviously get that, that history and examination, including the neurological system, which we talked about, and that will be peripheral, cranial, and even cerebellar um, systems. Ideally, uh, one would expect fundoscopy, so look for papilledema, um, although notoriously this isn't done well by um, sort of particularly untrained individuals, and even the equipment is often sparse in these areas as well. Um, Most patients end up with a set of bloods, Mm. harder in primary care, but obviously we have this luxury in hospital. Um, You'd certainly be looking for inflammatory markers, your CRP, ESR, thinking about your temporal arteritis, um, and any signs of infection, get your blood cultures done as well. Often we will go with a trial of simple analgesia, and that's a question GPs will be asking, has this been tried, what are they using? Um, And I think it's having that uh, caution of uh, medication overuse headaches as well, so the people who are popping paracetamol like Smarties, ibuprofen all the time, even codeine, um, and and associating that actually as a cause of headaches, Mm. especially when people aren't getting relief from what you would expect them to get relief with. but needless to say, in A&E, the things we need to elicit are the red flags. We mm. want to know, are there any concerning uh, or mm. serious features of this headache, uh, which will prompt us to do sort of further investigation and potentially bring this patient into hospital for monitoring and observation. Okay. So, yeah, so um, headache red flags. Um, so we've got in front of us the, the NICE uh, guidelines for headache, um, code CG150. Um, we'll put the, uh, the link to this on the, the Twitter and um, Facebook pages. Um, so I suppose, what, what are those headache red flags then, then Charlie? And, and, and I suppose from those, what are the, the things that you're trying to elicit by asking about those red flags? Yeah, so, so drawing, from a, drawing from a number of sources, um, generally speaking, we get concerned about 
new onset headaches, people who aren't known to have headaches occurring mm. uh, in patients either over 50 or under five. So thinking about your, your kids that present to A&E as well. Mm. Um, we certainly talk about the, the nature of onset. So those thunderclap headaches, that classic, within five seconds, you've got the worst headache you've ever experienced. Mm. Um, you may have trauma involved with a headache. Uh, so again, thinking about either basal skull fractures or bleeds or mm. um, uh, other sort of sequelae of a traumatic head injury. The people who are certainly at risk of bleeds are those either with bleeding disorders, coagulopathies, um, even iatrogenic coagulopathies. So thinking about your patients who are on warfarin or even the less well-known uh, DOAX, as they are now known, so your, your new oral anticoagulants, uh, things like rivaroxaban, apixaban, dibigotrin. Um, other features you may want to think about are uh, when these headaches are worse, so are they occurring in the morning or worse on sort of straining or exertion suggesting increased intracranial pressure. Um, think about neurology uh, and GCS, so is this patient now drowsy or uh, are there other features to suggest uh, increased intracranial uh, pressure or, or cerebral edema. Mm. Uh, most concerningly, we also think about meningism, um, so neck stiffness, um, uh, photophobia, any rashes certainly would be very concerning in association with, with a headache and, and fever. Mm. Um, so look out for your signs of sepsis when you're doing your observations on patients with a headache. Mm. Uh, in the older category, we think about temporal arteritis, so is there localised tenderness around the, the temples basically um, and you may get visual symptoms with that as well the other patients not to miss are the ones who have a history of immunosuppression um, so are they uh, uh, at risk of uh, unusual things mm. uh, other CNS infections or, or even CNS malignancies which mm. you wouldn't commonly see uh, unless you're immunosuppressed um, but even those with a known history of malignancy uh, may have uh, brain mets um, mm. which may present relatively insidiously or even with acute neurology at that point where you get that midline shift and, and mm. uh, vasogenic edema around uh, masses um, but don't forget the primary CNS malignancies and these can present in younger patients as well and mm. will turn up in the emergency department mm. um, other things you may see which can be concerning are collapses or seizures um, you may get that sort of again space occupying lesions masses but also meningeal irritations, so bleeds or uh, meningitis may present with seizures. Um, you may have people who have known uh, CNS problems, so they may have a VP shunt in situ and don't forget that these can block. So again, this is a very broad category and you'll see mm. that with, with a lot of your presentations you get to ED, there are a lot of things to think about um, mm. and it's just to be aware of what might be a sign of a more serious mm. or more sinister headache. And if in doubt, ask a senior. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so I suppose those are some of the, the headache red flags. Um, not every headache is a, is a severe life-threatening event, although they can make our patients feel very uh, yeah. poorly. Um, so I suppose migraine, um, particularly common condition. Um, so what sort of features of the headache would point towards a migraine um, diagnosis? Uh, so again, I mean, you will get patients who either have undiagnosed migraine or, or not known to have migraines presenting to A&E. Um, they may report an aura, so visual disturbance prior to uh, the headache mm. beginning. Um, 
often this is visual, so as I say, these sort of flashing lights, mm. zigzags in sort of visual fields, some people get um, sort of even olfactory sort of smells or other sort of auras. So just to, to inquire further about that, some patients may not associate that with their headache. Mm. Um, often patients who are known to have migraines know their triggers, but there are common triggers which you can ask about, so things like chocolate or red wine. It's always the good things, um, isn't it? <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> it's never um, broccoli. No. <laughs> Stress, we're all very prone to. Yep. Australia, headaches, dehydration again. We're, we're um, notoriously bad for keeping ourselves well hydrated and look after, look after ourselves. Um, even things like bad posture, um, poor sleep. Mm. Just thinking about other common triggers for, for your simple headaches but also mm. migraines. Mm. Migraines traditionally give you a, a unilateral uh, pain, so it's that throbbing in nature, mm. and patients will be disproportionately disabled with this. Mm. Um, they will, you will get people telling you that they have had to sleep all day in a dark room, mm. and they they will report a degree of photophobia as well. So again, you've got to tease out uh, what is sort of sinister and uh, concerning photophobia in your meningitis uh, sort of meningitic patients, mm. so those who have photophobia associated with their migraine. Um, often you get that associated nausea as well. So mm. you, you build up that picture um, mm. with the information you gather on your history taking. They certainly can be very challenging because um, I think they can look genuinely unwell, seriously unwell, um, very irritable, mm -hmm. which can make the history taking difficult. Uh, like you said, lying down in the dark, face mask on, looking really poorly. Um, I've seen uh, patients with uh, hemiplegic migraine Absolutely. as well, so which presents fast positive, yep. and you, you would swear this patient was having a stroke. Mm -hmm. um, um, incredibly difficult. Yep. Uh, okay, so that's, uh, so that's looking at migraines. Um, people talk about uh, tension and cluster headaches yeah. as well uh, mm -hmm. a lot. Um, how might these patients present? Tension headaches are very benign. Um, commonly present towards the end of the day, it's that band-like pain, mm. particularly around the forehead, maybe behind the eyes. Um, often relieved with um, simple analgesia, but just be aware of the patients who then take a lot of analgesia and continue to get headaches. As I say, you might move over into that category of medication overuse headaches, but tension headaches, generally speaking, very benign, um, stressful period of life and occur towards the end of the day. Cluster headaches can be much more disabling. Um, the name implies, as, as you say, cluster, you get them in clusters. Um, men are most susceptible, it just seems to be the, the demographic skew. Uh, um, 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 and, and even smokers actually get this as well. And they get this very uh, severe unilateral headache, which often is associated with this um, sort of conjunctival injection, so they get a red eye and significant lacrimation as well. Um, and obviously the, the treatment here is, is different as well. Okay. Um, so um, I suppose looking at those headache red flags that we've already talked about, I suppose that the things we're looking at there are those more insidious life-threatening mm -hmm. things. So the, the subarachnoid hemorrhage, yeah. uh, space-occupying lesions such as a tumour, um, features of raised cranial pressure. Uh, I suppose that, that subarachnoid, that, that's the classic thing, isn't it? That, as you said, the thunderclap yeah. that, that you, you know, all students probably are, are well aware Absolutely. of. I mean, it's a term that we use within medicine, and I think it's very important to clarify with the patients what we mean by mm. a sudden headache, and what we're talking about is uh, maximal pain within seconds. Mm. That sort of almost baseball, over the, baseball bat over the head, mm. that real instantaneous, I was fine, and then within seconds, I have the worst headache ever. 
what you may actually elicit further in your history is that they've had sort of intermittent headaches over the preceding weeks and you may subsequently find that they've had sentinel bleeds that give them a little bit of headaches and then they get that worse headache mm. um, which brings them into hospital so don't sort of uh, rule it out as a possibility if they've had minor headaches in the past mm. um, you may even find with subarach um, subarachnoid hemorrhage that they actually have as I said many and signs as well it's actually mm. the, the, that meningeal irritation with where that blood actually is um, so you might get the next stiffness they may be Koenig's positive um, so be cautious when you're thinking about meningitis and mm. subarachnoid hemorrhage uh, which way you're going with this um, but certainly if, if someone has got meningis- meningitic signs with a, a bleed you're almost certainly going to put them through the scanner mm. um, to look for that uh, intracranial bleed Mm. And um, I suppose the features of a, of a headache that might point towards a tumour. So we've already talked about yeah. so many associated symptoms. So cognitive impairment, maybe personality change. People talk mm-hmm. about. Um, it's, it's location dependent. So um, focal neurology may yeah. also or seizures. Uh, location dependent, where you find that tumour. It's in frontal lobe. You, you get your personality mm. changes. If it's occipital, you may get other other features. Um, as I mentioned before, these actually may be a slow-growing primary or, or secondary uh, tumour or even benign things, obviously. Um, you may not get any real signs and symptoms until they present with that focal neurology when they've mm. got that vasogenic edema or midline shift or it's caused a seizure. And then when you ask them, they look back and they yeah. go, hang on, actually, yes, I have been getting headaches. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So uh, with the benefit of hindsight, you may get a sort of better and a, and a more clear history um, of insidious onset, progressive neurology, uh, progressive headaches. Um, so it's important always to go back, not think about that mm. immediate admission, but just to think of the preceding features. Um, and as I said, yeah, just to consider uh, intracranial uh, pathology as a cause of seizures, particularly when it's a new seizure in, a, in mm. the older population. Mm. And it's, as I said, um, you, you talked a bit about papilledema, so you know yeah. to keep in mind those features of raised intracranial pressures, yeah. you know the seizures, the vomiting, yeah. you know the severe headache, those sort of things. And as again, well. that that might not be uh, associated with space occupying lesion with mm. the mass, um, but to be familiar with the uh, features that point towards raised intracranial pressure, so mm. it's worse in the morning, worse on straining, coughing, bending down, your associated papilledema. Um, and the association with vomiting and that that recognition of papilledema of being able to comprehensively do fundoscopy in some ways mitigates your need for a ct scan but i think it's we need to highlight the importance of doing a ct scan before a lumbar puncture if if indicated in these patients that's very important where you've got raised intracranial pressure okay um so i suppose those those red flags are there to point us to whether or not to ct that is the ultimate objective we we don't want to scan everybody do we i think recognising that headaches present in younger patients um, we obviously don't want to be putting everyone through the CT scanner and certainly those young girls who get migraines once a month we're not going to scan them every time so mm. um, needless to say we have guidelines to uh, direct us towards when to CT I think uh, comprehensive nice guidelines uh, particularly looking at the traumatic head injury um, whether patients are anticoagulated or or uh, if there's been a trauma or there's neurology or reduction in GCS, there's very good guidelines, particularly in the context of head injury, to direct you towards when to scan and the time frame mm. in which that should occur. Um, 
so I'm, I'm sure we can pop up a link to the head injury absolutely and um, there's the head injury podcast as well as well to okay. refer to okay um, so we're, we're happy our patient doesn't require going through the scan mm-hmm. uh, but they are still having a headache in front of us they're not feeling well um, what's the acute management of that patient going to be I mean, as we've already alluded to, obviously, tease out the more sinister causes of headache and manage appropriately. Mm. So, I mean, your emergencies such as meningitis, Mm. uh, getting your antibiotics within an hour, Mm. um, your bleeds, obviously, you think about reversing anticoagulation if it's Mm. there, potential decompression, so discussing neurosurgery. Um, Certainly, if there's a clot, if there's a venous sinus thrombosis or some other cause of headache, getting your anticoagulation in early too. Um, your more benign causes of headaches, thinking about your migraine, your tension headaches, even putting your cluster headaches in with that as well, medication overuse headaches. Treatment's all slightly different. In medication overuse headaches, obviously you want to encourage disuse of mm. analgesia where it's possible. <coughs> but most of the others, you're going to start with a simple analgesia, thinking about your who pain ladder, um, start with paracetamol, um, ibuprofen if it's tolerated, um, thinking about other adjuncts, so um, sort of lifestyle measures, reducing your triggers, um, antiemetics if you're needing it, particularly with migraine. And with migraine in particular, we think about your triptans. Mm. Um, so either oral, intranasal, or some people even have injections of... Uh, yeah, they, it's like an EpiPen they carry yeah. around, isn't it? To, yeah, when they when they see that aura, they, they, they get themselves Yeah, so it's important dosed. to get that treatment in early uh, with a migraine and... Mm. Uh, uh, try and control the symptoms and prevent it from mm. progressing into a full-blown migraine as I say where they need to be in bed for uh, mm. a day or two um, sometimes we can be a bit late with the triptans when they come to hospital but we can prepare them for the next episode mm. and say that we think this is a migraine um, recommend to the GP what to prescribe and, and obviously follow local guidelines as to, to which triptans are used mm. and, and the method of administration Certainly here we, we often use high-dose aspirin as well in patients who can tolerate yeah. uh, hybrid and, and that seems to be very effective as well. But I think, as you said, follow whatever uh, your local guidelines state. Um, you mentioned triptans, um, yeah. Charlie. What, what, is a, what is a triptan? I mean, pharmacologically speaking, it's a, a 5-HT receptor agonist. Um, now, I mean, they are what are commonly used for migraines uh, and not much else as far as I'm aware um, and as I said the, the mode of administration can vary depending on patient requirements and uh, I know a lot of people find the intranasal ones uh, very useful particularly when nausea is a predominant feature mm. in their migraine and they're, they're struggling to take tablets um, so they are and uh, continue to be very useful in the management of patients who have really debilitating migraines mm. and mercifully they tend to act quite quickly yeah. so with your patient who's sat in their blacked out room yeah. very very poorly yeah. you can get a very quick recovery from which yeah, is good so we've mentioned a few lifestyle factors yep. um, doctors were always banning the good stuff aren't we mm. so we've mentioned uh, chocolate and, and uh, red wine yeah. um, what other lifestyle factors are there so that, that could precipitate headaches Stress is a major one, and I think uh, personal experience even has has identified how much stress brings on tension headaches, and recognising that and trying to reduce that stress, maximising sleep, ensuring you're well rested, well hydrated, all really important, just in your your general well-being, your general health, 
your mental state and and uh, prophylaxis of these headaches shall we say mm. um diet posture all the things that i think as you say general well-being really important but obviously important for your physical health as well mm. um i mean so that, that the nice guidelines mentioned as part of their recommendation um, patients presenting with a with a new headache without red flags so you, you think more of a chronic headache picture keeping a headache diary uh, yeah. and, and they mention a, a minimum of eight weeks um you know the nature the frequency the duration of those headaches any symptoms you with get with them what medicines you've taken, how they've affected, um, what you may have been up to that mm. day, uh, and then for, for ladies, um, any relationship with that headache to menstruation. So I suppose that's that mm. giving you all that information when you come to see a doctor to say this is what we've, this is what's going on. Yeah, very useful for identifying triggers, causal factors, relieving factors, and maybe identifying those uh, significant uh, life stresses that are prompting and provoking mm. headaches. Very good. And um, certainly I'm here and, and um, the, the neurology team runs a, a quite a, a rapid access headache clinic that it's very easy to get your patients into. So I suppose wherever you are in involving a, the neurology team, if you're not sure and, and on, on the point of discharge, making sure that patient is followed yeah. up appropriately. Yeah. I mean, headache is the chest pain of neurology. So um, <laughs> many, many uh, possible causes, uh, different treatments options available um, and yeah the a common debilitating symptom in younger patients that was the take orally headache podcast you can find us on facebook and twitter where we'll put up links to guidelines mentioned and you can contact us to suggest topics you'd like to see covered in future episodes for more information on education and research opportunities within emergency medicine acute medicine and major trauma you can find nuh dream on both facebook and twitter